Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello, ladies. Great to be with you again. And it's going to be such an exciting episode because today I have with me one of my daughters, Evangeline. Now, when Evangeline comes on the scene, it will be exciting. I know lots of you know Evangeline, but if you don't, uh, she is the mother of 10 children. Our oldest is Zadok, who's 27, and coming down the line, then there's, um, then there's Shirah. And then there's Rashida, who's married and is expecting her third baby. Isn't that wonderful? And then there's Crusoe, and he's married to Stephanie, and they have a little girl called Hosanna. And then there's Arrow. Arrow is just on six foot eight. We kind of grow giants around here. In fact, all the you, boys you are miss, tall. You miss Jaira. Oh, yes, Chira. Oh, goodness me, yes. Chira. Chira is married too, and they are having a baby also. Olivia. Yes, to yeah. Olivia. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, then, okay, then we've got Arrow. Yes, he's the tallest, but they're all tall. And then we come to the three beautiful girls, Tiveria, Sahara, and Ikara, and they're all tall and slim and beautiful. And then we come to Saber, the youngest. So, Vange, it's so great to have you with me today. Yay! Yay, yay, yay! And it is going to be exciting because Mum just made me a beautiful peppermint tea drink. And now I gulped it down wrong and I feel like I'm going to burp, but I can't burp. So I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get it out. So if I accidentally, Don't. sorry, <laughs> that would be mum's no-no. <laughs> anyway, okay, now, Sanj, yes, you mummy, have yo. recently been on a cruise. I could never imagine you going on a cruise. How did you get on a cruise? Well, this is just the most amazing thing because I grew up like camping in the stand. And actually, yes, my, you're not usually just sort of going on cruises. You're, right, you right, you're right. I'm a, camping. Yeah, I'm like, yes. I love surviving and it's just part of my fun. So actually, my sisters had taken me on a cruise before and they thought, well, how on earth is Vanja going to do this? It's going to be interesting with her husband. We owned that boat. Like my sister Pearl said, she just had the best time watching me milk every second from that cruise that could ever have been had. So I became the cruise queen and I hadn't been on one since. But I felt we went to the Caribbean and I fell in love with the Caribbean. So I'm going to tell you quickly yeah, how I got to go yeah, on this cruise. Jealous, and, yeah. and so it's so fun and it's so Jesus because in October... This last October, I just got this feeling and I passed how and I said, hey, darling, we should go to the Caribbean in January. And he just laughed at me and went on my merry way. The second day, I walked past him uh, again and I just this funny feeling came on me. I said, darling, no, seriously, let's go. Let's go in January when it's cold. Let's escape the cold and go to the Caribbean. Yahoo! And he looked at me with this funny smirk and he was just like, that's hilarious, darling. The third day, 
it was just the funniest thing. It was like the queen going, you know, Esther going before the king, but it wasn't like a wine. It was just this funny thing that came upon me every day. And I said, no, darling, let's go, let's go, let's go. It'll be so fun. He's like, darling, I appreciate the thought, but we just don't have the funds right now. I said, oh, funds, schmuns, let's go free. He just laughed at me. He said, everything to you is free. (laughs) So I said, on the next day, I said it again. I said, no, let's go. We can go free. He's like, how? I said, well, we can kayak down because actually I'm this ocean kayaking girl. And I thought, well, if I can kayak three and five miles or 10 miles, I can surely kayak, you know, several days down to the Caribbean. In fact, I told him I'd mapped it all out and I had. I just thought, well, you know what? Some people do this. It's going to happen. So he just laughed his head off. And the next day... And this is not just a joke. This is Vange's favorite thing to do, yes. to kayak. When we go down to Panama for our annual uh, family holiday, we're just all just, you know, relaxing on the beach. But Vange is out two miles in the ocean uh, fishing for sharks. <laughs> It's so great. So then the next day, I went to him and I said, Darling, Khabibi, I have married you for millions of reasons. But on the top five I can think of is that you are adventurous and you married the most adventurous woman. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, he just laughed. That's all I got. But the laugh was mine in the end because he left to go out of state and do a job. And the next day, a dear friend of mine, and I call her dear because we'd only met twice, but in two times of meeting, we just were dear to each other. And uh, we didn't know each other's families or husbands. And uh, so she texted me the next day and she said, where have you been for the week? And I was like, well, I've been here, but all my passcodes are mucked up on my phone and and iPad. So I haven't been getting any messages till now. And she said, well, I've been trying to get a hold of you for a week because for the last week, God's been telling me that you're supposed to go to the Caribbean in January. That's unbelievable. (laughs) And I just got chills up and down my arm. I was thinking... My husband doesn't know this woman. None of my children know what I said to Howard. Nobody in the world knows apart from God. And then she texts me, yes, God's told me your name. Vanjie shall go to the Caribbean January 11th to the 12th on this cruise. Paid for. Done. 11th to when? The 12th. No, no. 4th to the 3rd to the 12th or something, whatever those days were. (laughs) So guess what? I went. And I went because I oh Howard Howard came back and I showed him the text and he was like no way he said no one would believe this other than me because you came to me for seven days in a row and he said this is God he said you think this is your idea Vange no God's hijacked your idea he wants you on that boat and so anyway it was amazing because even before I got to the boat um, I was paid for for the hotel on the way down there too. And this woman in the lift, I asked her where she's from and she said somewhere and she said, oh, I'm going on a cruise. I said, no way, me too. And I said, what cruise are you going on? She said, Sky Princess. And um, I said, me too. And she just turns around because her husband was in a hurry and she turns around without knowing anything about me and she says, God wants you on that boat. 
Wow, so, that was just yeah. confirmation. Yeah. Amazing. So I, I, it was the biggest blast. I mean, I don't know what so, the boat is still rocking from having me on it. but So what know. happened when you first got on the boat? What? Well, it was just, you know, I'm just always half my friends when they, you know, later on, they wouldn't be so wouldn't be so rude as to tell me straight away, but many of my best friends have told me years after, Vange, when I first met you, I thought you were drunk. And um, so, I don't know, maybe the boat just thought I was already tipsy, but I've never had a bit of alcohol in my life because that would be scary and I just don't believe in it if you're an alcoholic out there. Sorry, but I'm just drunk enough as it is. But I feel like, and I just want to tell you, woman, I feel like mothers are too stuck up half the time and we just need to let loose with some laughing and hysterical joy because the Bible literally correlates a mother as a mother of joy and and laughter and actually laughter heals the bones and it sets people free and you guys you have been set free if you've had Jesus and Jesus comes and he makes us um, he takes away our shame and do you know what that makes us it makes us the unashamed ones but I see so many people going around and they live like they're ashamed they're ashamed of of they wouldn't say that they're ashamed of Jesus but they never talk about their best friends or they if they do they're just talking about their church or their theology people aren't wanting that they're wanting his love and he's taken away your shame and he's made you unashamed so therefore look of look like and act like you're unashamed they're ashamed of what god's given them he's made you a mother he's made you he's given you children and people are ashamed to tell that they're a mother or how many children they've got they're ashamed of their size and they're ashamed of their looks god made you as you are go out there and be you and stop being ashamed be unapologetically unashamed and unoffendable yes i believe that because i think you know it seems that the most important things in life you know christ who is our life um you know so often we're ashamed to speak about him in public and no we're not no, but I mean, many are, but we shouldn't be. And and the fact of even, as you say, being a mother, I mean, so many women today, they are apologizing oh, for being a mother. I'm, Goodness me, we've got to stop apologizing and say who we are and be yes, proud of it because this is yes, who God made yes, us look, to I've, be. Yes, look, I've got these verses. Where did I write them down? I am not ashamed of the gospel, Romans 1. And in mm. fact, in the, Ara- you know? in the Aramaic, it says, I refuse to be ashamed. And that's my life motto. I just refuse to be ashamed of Jesus and his love for me. I refuse to be ashamed of who he made me to be. Psalm 34, he says, they look to him and are radiant and their faces are never shamed. I've got such funny stories on that, on the boat. So, of course, Wait I- on, before you yeah. tell your stories, I wonder if you know that my father your just your grandfather yeah. who you love so much yes. that was his scripture i am not ashamed of oh. the gospel of christ for it is the power of god unto yeah. salvation yes. and that was his favorite scripture i just and love that. he was not ashamed 
when we think of him back there in Rotorua, New Zealand, uh, one who was a great entertainer at Agrodome, uh -huh. one of the greatest tourist shows in New Zealand, and yet, at the same time, he'd be out on the streets preaching. He was yes. not ashamed to right. own the gospel of Christ. And it's so Maybe great. that's where you got it from. Well, <laughs> well, you know, we get it from Jesus. Yeah, but that, you know, of course, that carries on down your line. Um, you, your children will pick it up. And then they become unashamed. But um, I wanted to say something. Oh, yes. Oh, well, 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 funny well, stories on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many funny stories because, of course, I went on the boat and my son said to me, he said, Mum, nobody gets away. And I want to tell you ladies that when you wake up, I want that to be your motto. Nobody gets away from the Jesus in you. Nobody should get from when you're shopping or if it's your husband, or if it's your children, or if it's wherever you are, everyone who touches your atmosphere gets Jesus. Whether that is just a word of kindness, because Jesus comes in so many dimensions. He comes with a word of grace. He comes with love. He comes with truth. He comes with a caress. He comes with kindness. It is his loving kindness that draws us to repentance. And if you haven't spent and, and are filled up with his presence, then what you're giving out is only theology. And the world's sick of theology. They want his presence because it says it's his kindness and his presence that brings us to repentance. If you're just only giving out law and instruction, well, forget it. Unless you're filled up with this love of Jesus, so it's overflowing, then you have no right to give anything out. But if you are, then nobody gets away. And that's our motto. Nobody gets away with, without it being a word of kindness from him because that's who Jesus is so anyway on the boat nobody got away as soon as I actually before I even got on the boat it was all the taxi drivers and I mean I live out here with all my children and they all love Jesus but whenever I'm out and for people who who might not know the Lord or I don't know where they are I'm I'm Lord I'm an open vessel for you I'm an open vessel what do you want who's this one is it that one needing a word and uh, so just get over your shyness, just get over your ashamedness, because you're not ashamed. And uh, so just go for it. So for, within about two hours, the, the, they have this place on the boat that's the main sort of, I don't know, the main drag where you get all your questions asked and they're the main people sitting there. And they were yelling out to me, you are the happiest person that's ever walked on this boat since we've opened it. And I'm like, wow. yoo-hoo, yes, I am. And then they all found out I had 10 children and they were just like whooping and couldn't even believe it. And then I would say, and I'm not even Islamic, but I love Jesus. And they would just stare at me like, what planet are you from? And so anyway, the, in the end, they were just like, this is the most happiest person that we've ever met. Amazing. <laughs> so we all, it was just, and then I met, all this, so like these ships have all these people from all around the world. They're like countries of themselves. And I think they have their own security. And so they have people walking, working from all around the world. And mm. I met all these um, Filipinos, Serbians and Ukrainians. And before I'd even put my luggage in the room, I was talking about Jesus and one of them said, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a Christian. I said, but do you love Jesus? See, there's a big difference. And he's like, 
yeah, I, I think I do. I said, why are you whispering? And I started yelling, you are the unapologetic, unashamed lover of Jesus. And all these others came running because they heard me yelling. And they came running and they were like, yeah, we're Christians too. And I said the same thing, but do you love Jesus? And they were like, yes. I said, from now on, you are not silent. You are the change. You are the one they're on this boat. They're screaming for. They're coming on this boat to try and have a good time to get to, I don't know, to party, to celebrate. There's no greater reason than what they're on this boat for that you can give them. So, I mean, it was just so much fun. I met um, quite a few actually after about two hours of them me telling my story and telling my whole life and talking about Jesus, they would quietly say, um, I go to this church. And I said, oh, well, is it a church who loves Jesus? They were like, yeah, of course. But do you? And they were like, yes. I said, well, why are you quiet? <laughs> and anyway, there was this beautiful couple who came to me. They found me like two days after and they said, you know, we have non-stop to talk about what you did because we didn't know that you could actually like be happy and and just be free and give Jesus and I just want to tell you all you women out there Jesus calls you the happy mother of children why because you know him and he's given you this great life don't hide it don't hide it. Give it out. Bring Jesus. No one gets away. Your husband doesn't get away without you showing Jesus to him today. Your children don't get away. You're going to give Jesus to them. Whatever it is they need today, you're going to give it out. No one gets away. You are the unashamed. You are unapologetic. And you are unoffendable by what anybody can do to you. Mm, that is powerful. Yes. What stories do you want? Oh, tell me just some more. We'd oh, love well, to hear um, some more, wouldn't so, you, ladies? So, um, oh, I met this dear, dear friend, and she was about, I would say, 80, 80, 80 something. And so, everybody who I sat to, I got talking to them, of course, because they're human lives, and we just don't want to steer into space like we don't know you. So, uh, she was like, uh, what, you know, who are you? And I was telling her all about my life and family. And, and I told her I had 10 children, but I wasn't even Islamic, but I love Jesus. And she yells out to me, I love Jesus too. I said, wow. And she, and then I said, what do you do? And she said, well, I actually, I am a writer. I said, that's incredible. What do you write? And she said, well, I write steamy romance novels. Well, without a, without a beat, I go, you're joking me. What sort of steamy novels? Oh, she says, well, sort of evil sexual ones like that. And I, all in my brain, I'm just thinking, lady, I love you, but you're like 40 years like too late. You know, it's like, come on, come on. That's old school. Get with the picture. So I just turn around to her and I say to her, um, without and you know when you're you, when you're loving on somebody they know your heart like we've we've already had like 20 minutes where I've just like encouraged her and talked to her and befriended her and she she was just like lapping it up and and I just turned around and I said 
have you ever thought of writing for Jesus? And she just looked at me shock and horror like, I've never had anybody ask me that in my whole life. And she said, well, well, that's an interesting question because all the conservative Christians, well, they're just full of hate. Well, I didn't even want to get into the argument of it. So I just was like, well, yeah, Jesus is full of love, isn't he? And she said, yes, he is. And he said, so she told me she was going to write this book about um, two men meeting in a church. And I, I was just like, Jesus, you are a man of love and you loved us all. So it just came out. So I just told her, I just said, Jesus is such a man of love and, and he loves those people. He just loves them. In fact, I've got friends who 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 Jesus loves like that. And, and I said to her, you know, it is sad because in that culture, they are ones who take their lives more than any other sort of people. And she was like, really? I said, yes, it's, it's really sad. They're, they're desperate for the love of Jesus. And, and she said, yeah, it's because people are mean to them. And I said, well, you know, it's more than that. It's more that... Jesus wants to tweak his love. Jesus loves us all, but he tweaks us all because that's true love. And I said, he wants to tweak them. He wants to tweak me and he wants to tweak you. And I feel like, I feel like he's wanting to tweak your writing. You know, she just couldn't believe it. And then she said, man, I wished I'd met you a week earlier. This is, this is wild. I've never thought about this. So, you know, don't be afraid to go out there with the love of Jesus and just bring the truth to challenge people to move into his love and move into his truth because no one else is going to say it to them and no one else is going to give it. It's you. That's why you're left on earth. There was another guy. Can I say one more story, Mum? Keep going. Oh, yeah, there were stories from morning to night from, oh, taxi drivers, one, one lady we got to, well, actually we'd we'd ordered five taxis and all of them had sort of cancelled on us so we were just like inside our hearts we we're just like lord this has got to be your one but it was more than just his one for us it was for her and we got her and she just unraveled her life story her husband had just left her and she was just crying in the car she says i'm unloved and i'm unbeautiful so it was just absolutely a download of God's love and just praying for her. And then she autumn just while she's driving her taxi, she's lifting up one hand and she's like, Jesus, Jesus, thank you. Amen, sister. Oh God, you're so good. Thank you for loving me. Oh God, you brought these ladies to speak into my heart. And it was just like, wow. You know, you just yeah. don't know the person who's standing in the mm. shoes next to you or who's giving you the ride. You think you're paying, you know, you're paying for some ride, but it's really for them. Mm. And uh, so anyway, getting back to the story, I knew that God had sent me on this cruise, not just to touch the people from whoever I sat with and talked to and who was doing my room or wherever I was, but I knew there had to be some person who was, desperate for their life and I kept on praying and it was about the second to last day and I said Lord Lord who is it and actually on this day I had gone skin diving 
uh, was it in Belize or somewhere? Anyway, I was gone skin diving with a group, but I, I wanted to go away from the tourists. So they said, well, six miles up, you can like skin dive and that's where all the locals go. So they were like, but you have to get a taxi. I said, no way, taxi, man, not for me. So I started running. So I had gone up there. It was fantastic. And that, oh. that wouldn't be a lie either because Vange is so fit and even she walks every day and not one, not one person can keep up with her. <laughs> well, anyway, it was, a, it was a blast. But as I'm running and I was skin diving and it was just glorious because it's along like the second biggest reef in the world. And as I was coming back, I was, I was really going for it. And I passed this one guy about 29 to maybe 31 and um, and the Lord says to me, "That's the one, him." And I and I thought, "Nah, it can't be him. Nah, nah, can't be him because he looks like he's a little bit with it, and you know he can't be the one that's just desperate." But you never know. You see, you think how people look don't need or they're not needing the love of Jesus, but God knows their heart. So I just kept on going about five hundred feet past him, and the Lord says, "Turn around." That's the one. So instantly, now, instead of just coming up beside him and just striking a conversation, I had to turn around and walk 500 feet facing him directly to him. <laughs> Who knows what he thought? But so anyway, just as I got to him, I saw this big long pipe hanging out his backpack. And I said to him, dude, what's your pipe, mate? And so he started telling me what his pipe was for. And all of a sudden, I heard myself saying, what's your name? And he gave me his name. And I said, you know, you've been smoking on the wrong thing. And up there, I passed you. And God told me to talk to you. And I thought, no, that you're not the one. And I went, what, 500 feet past you. And God told me to turn around and come back to you and speak to you. And he just lost it. He opened up his whole life. And he said, my granddad, was a person who loved Jesus like you. And he prayed for whole cities and he saw so many people touched by the love of Jesus, but I've been running. And he said, and I came on this trip as my last ditch uh, piece of fun before I took my life, basically something like that uh, to the extent. And he just followed me for an hour and a half back uh, and all around and uh, it, we just had the most amazing time of just literally sharing the love of Jesus and his forgiveness and and God and how he he loves the one who who's come who comes back to him and uh, we ended up praying and him just giving his whole life unashamedly unashamedly and unapologetically giving his life over to Jesus and it was just I just I felt like I was just witnessing Jesus just jump out and love all these people and and rescue this guy from doing something that he had designed to do when he got off the ship so it was just it was just we don't know you know we think these are our ideas and God hijacks them and I want you guys to be open to God hijacking you he gives us imaginations to do fun things in life let God um, take over your imagination and and be open if God takes you on a holiday I met one couple and they were um, having their anniversary 
And he said to me, he said, you know, it just shocks me. He said, do you mean to say, and, and they were missionaries, fantastic couple. He said, we go and do missions. But he said, you've inspired me that it's like we don't go and do missions. And even on our anniversaries, we are missions. Mm. It's like we don't have to hide away even when it's for self reasons because just being yourself is Jesus and people can't help but get him. And I said, that's it. If we go out and do anything else, it's a farce. Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's just so exciting to hear that. It's an exciting life, Mum. Yeah. Life is excitable. I think, you know, we, we tend to think that it's all doom and glum and, and Jesus and pious. Jesus was the most joyful man to ever hit earth. If you think you've barely laughed, Jesus laughed more. The Bible says he was the most joyous man. So you cannot deny that. And uh, he laughed more than anybody. He had the biggest smile more than anybody. And we have so got into this scenario in our culture that to really have a good time or laugh, belly laugh until you've just absolutely, your side splitting, you have to drink or be drunk. Well, that's why most probably maybe people think I'm drunk, but I'm not. I'm just happy. And, uh, you know, uh, you get... I see women who are so uptight that they actually have to watch comedians to laugh. You know, we pay comedians for joy. It's, mm. Our culture's got so crazy. And yet little children, you see them laugh. And he said, unless you become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And I think we've taken that a little bit too seriously. What do you see little children do? They're full of laughter. They're mm. full of giggling. And Jesus was, uh, heaven is full of laughter. It's full of joy. And so we need to get back to, to basics. Mm. Stop hiring your comedians. <laughs> Stop being joyful. I find, I find <laughs> comedians boring, don't you? Oh, well, oh, half yeah. the time it's just rude. And I'm yeah, like, seriously. Exactly. But um, yes, what does it say the kingdom of God is? The kingdom of God is not um, meat and drink, but yeah. righteousness and joy yes and no peace and, and joy in the holy ghost yes and that's what the kingdom of god is and you're listening to Vange today share these exciting stories um, um as she was out on this cruise but but this is her life every day it is. when she goes out to the supermarket and dear mothers uh, just lift up your eyes to um just see who god wants you to be in your homes you go out to the supermarket you go here and there yes you the home is your it's your nesting place but you go out to do things and so you go out with the joy of the lord unashamedly as Vangeline said what are our words Vange? unapologetically unashamed, unashamed. yes and you're unoffendable stop yes. being so offended god has given you everything you need you are unoffendable Yes, that is so powerful. And I was just thinking how now at the moment, because you just love to sail, you've now been uh, going out and getting with these oh, drunken yes. sailors. Yes, I yes. mean, but you're more drunk than they are in That's the Holy true. Ghost. Oh, they couldn't believe it. So I've, I, look, if any of you are sailing people, just get in contact with me because it's been a lifelong thing I've wanted to do it. And I've just started and I'm going to sail eventually to the Caribbean myself. Oh, Mom, I, did I tell you I went down there and I met the guys? Yes, I met the guys who do the Blue Water Sailing School. 
So anyway, eventually, that's eventually, guys. But right now, I'm sailing on a lake. And so I've got with all these people who are sailors. Do you know sailors are the biggest drunken people? Oh, but I love them. They're so great. But it's just so funny. It is so funny. It is just. So do they think you're more drunk than Yes, them? they do. Of course they do. <laughs> they just don't know what to do with me. <laughs> uh, yes. So, you know, um, sometimes you think, oh, well, I'm just here in my home and I can't really serve the Lord. And then you hear about people who say, OK, you, you know, as a woman, you don't have to be stuck in your home. You've got to get out there and be an evangelist. No, no, th both thoughts are wrong. We are just who God made yes. us to be. We are mothers living our life filled with the joy of the Holy Ghost in our homes and wherever we go out, yes. taking the love and uh -huh. the joy of Jesus. Amen. Yes. yes. And, and Anything you want else to say before oh, we finish? Just, okay, just a few more, just a few more things here. Um, like mum said, you know, it's like, oh, poor you, you're in your home. But, you know, you get out and you try to be, um, oh, I don't know, work up the ladder and all these corporations and, you know, clerks. So many of these women are trying to be uh, leaders of corporations and clerks of castles. And <laughs> and, and it's just, if, if you've got that given to you and, and and that's a side thing, then then that's great. But so many of that lifestyle, you have to act a certain way and it just pulls the laughter out of you. And I just feel like I just want to yell my head off, come down off those stupid cracked chairs because you think you're sitting on a high pedestal of, of like, okay, well, now my children are, uh, are out of the house. Now I can have a life. It's a cracked chair. You already have a life. It's, what I mean is a cracked chair. It's cracked thinking. Okay? Cracked thinking. It's you've got to feel the real earth beneath you. And that's freedom. The real earth beneath you is where you are now. Whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you have children, that's the real earth beneath you. And just start having fun with the real earth beneath you. Okay? Amen. Yeah. Wow. Any chair that makes you feel more important than where you are, mm. where God has got you, not that you can't aspire to things, is cracked thinking. It's a chair mm. that's rusted, ruined, sad, and it will control you. And it mm. swipes the, un, the happiness right out of you. That's yeah. Powerful. Yes. Mm. Well, I know you've been blessed today by a world-changing episode. And... Uh, Evangeline, well, we call her Vange, of course. I'd like you to pray for the ladies. I always oh, pray for them at yes. the end. So you pray today. Okay, Lord, you are so good. You're just so good to us. You're so good. And you love us so much. Lord, thank you for your presence and your love. Lord, I ask more than anything that they would feel your, your presence, that they would seek um, in your presence, seek your face and they would know you because none of this that we're talking about can be had without not the knowledge of puffed up about you, but Lord, your friendship, your kindness, your love towards us, your forgiveness and what all you have done for us, Lord, and all what you bring in the word every day. Lord, it be look better than any 
uh, greater any any movie that or any book, Lord, that it's so much more dynamic. Your words to us every day, Lord, let them live and sing out in our lives. Lord, that your exuberance for life, your excitingness amongst all the bad things they hear every day, Lord, that they would just yell and leap in their hearts like as if they're rushing through the beautiful wind on a mountaintop, even if they're in a one-room cabin. Lord, let that be their heart and their experience and their atmosphere and the dimension of what they live out because you're inside them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be blessed and revolutionized and never the same again. <laughs>